All right, I think we're ready? Yeah, man. Oh, wrong one. Oh, I'm Uh-oh. ready for that. Uh, not ready for sports yet. Let's back that up. Back that truck up. Back boop, it up. Boop, boop. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? 2021, Steve. Here we are. We're back. That's right. Nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of a harsh reality after the holidays. Like, oh, yeah, this, this stuff's still going on. Right. Celebrities are still sadly leaving us. The world's in turmoil. People are going out of their minds. In fact, things have gotten crazier, it feels like, today. Dude, I feel like I can't open up any app or nothing without seeing death. Yeah, I got a little scared yesterday with the Dr. Dre one. Dude, all right, so it's not just me. Yeah. I've been freaking out. I had a couple of friends lose somebody over the break. I'm just like, gracious, what is going on? It's That's the thing. Like I, 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 And it's like it's such a doom and gloom way to be, but I always try and bring that up when everyone's like, can 2020 just end already? And I'm like, I don't mean to be that guy because I'm not a negative guy. I try and think of everything with that glasses half full mentality and be positive. But I'm like, the older we get, the celebrities that we find that we love are also getting older. And that just means that we're going to experience more and more passings of the people that we are fans of as with each year. So, yeah. you know, I remember in 2015, like, I can't wait for this year to end. I'm like, well, 2016 is probably going to be worse. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, they're getting older too. But I mean, Dr. Dre one was kind of crazy because he's only 55. And fortunately, he's still alive. Yeah, I think that's the other thing too. It kind of hit me like actually turning 40 and you're just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, people die now. That's right. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, turning, I, I, we have, obviously, I have a million things we're going to talk about, if we can, but yeah. it's a mega cast, so we'll probably talk about two things. Uh, but turning 40, how you feeling? You know what? It's pretty much the same. You yeah. just, I don't know, you're just a little more aware of stuff. So, I was like, that's before we started this, like, can't do next week. I got to get a physical. Got to get the finger. No, I'm not sure about the finger, right? I'm not sure. That's, uh, <laughs> do you know what, do you, is it like your usual doctor? Uh, no, new guy. Oh, know how big his hands are? What's that? <laughs> how big are his hands? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, right, because the last couple of years, like, I had a doctor that retired, and then I've just been going to the clinic, and I was like, all right, you're 40, you need to get back into the routine of having a regular doctor, and... Yeah, go every year. Yeah, and do this and that. The last time I went, though, it was like, a, it was it was one of those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I am getting older, and it was like that, oh boy, because they're like, oh, you know, things, blah blah blah, asking how I am, and then they're like, oh, I just had a kid, and they're like, do you have a do you have a will written out? I'm like, no, and she just looks at me, like disappointed, goes, you should really get a will made, and I'm like, what did the blood results say? And she's like, no, 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 you're fine, <laughs> but it's just something that you should do as an adult yeah. with a kid and a wife that you should make sure that these things are fully tightened up. God forbid anything happens. But it was like that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think like that. Like, you know, I got life insurance. I should probably get better life insurance, but you know, you don't think yeah. like that because I just still, even though I'm in my forties, I still feel young. Right. I think that's the biggest thing about turning 40. Like, when you turn 30, you're like, all right, I'm 30 now, this and that. Turning 40, for some reason, it was like, oh, we are not invincible. No, no. <laughs> if you sneeze, you might pull something. Right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, a couple hangovers there were much, much worse. Hangovers, that's I, I, why I don't drink much anymore, because it's yeah. like that hangovers are just like, I mean, after our little slumber party, I was struggling for a couple days. Yeah, that it, Monday I did not get much uh, done. I was glad I didn't have to do anything on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but now with a newborn or a newborn, a baby, 
you know, and that, that crawls at a very fast rate. You can't just sit on the couch and just act like, you know, especially when I'm like, babe, can you watch tape nursing this hangover when I bailed on you for a night? It's like a good party with Ted. Yeah. I mean, even when I, you know, talk to other friends that have kids, they're like, that's the big difference. Yeah. Do not sleep in. And, and they, don't, they don't have any, any uh, sympathy for you being hungover. No, they have no idea. To them, no. it's just another day. They're just out there doing stuff. I shared this on the air, and, and it's a, I can share the full story with you because I think you'll find that the, 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 I just, you know, sometimes you won't want to share something on the air because I don't think people will get this, the, the, the ridiculousness and almost get, I don't know why. So I pulled my back, and on the air, I said it was because I just raised my arms to impersonate my child. All right. And, but what happened was we were, it was Tatum and I, Sid went off to go grocery shopping. And I'm sitting on the ground, but I can see the reflection of myself in the door on the, the glass. Right. You know, a little bit away. And I'm looking at her and I, and I started checking myself out, and I flexed. Because I was like, ah, oh, let's just see how I look. And I pulled my back when I flexed. <laughs> so I quickly stopped flexing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. And it progressively got worse, and then Tatum wanted me to pick her up. And as I picked her up, it really went full shooting pain to the point where I couldn't get her fully up, so I had to set her back down. And now I'm struggling. like I'm I'm breathing heavy because I'm having a hard time breathing because of the pain in the back. I can't walk, and I'm just like, I'm immobile while I have a child that's just like found a box and is using that as a walker, and it's like going all around the house. And I'm like... The best way I can describe it is like, you remember the movie Terminator at the end when, when Arnold Schwarzenegger has been like pretty much destroyed except for his arms as a robot and he's just dragging himself still trying to get Sarah Connor. That's me trying to catch up with baby Tatum. Fortunately, eventually got better, but there was a point where I was like, I should just crawl to my phone. Sid's not going to answer the phone because she doesn't like pulling her phone out in a grocery store because she's afraid the germs are going to jump on it. All right. That's fair. Right. So she just keeps it in like either in the car or in her purse. So I was like, I'm going to have to call my mother-in-law and tell her, can she come over to watch Tatum? Because I can't physically follow her. That's going to be the most embarrassing phone call. And it was all started because I decided to flex in front of the glass window. Dude, I... Okay. All right. So, like, right on top here, right? I don't know. On your that, shoulder. Yeah. I don't know if that's the something scrap scapula or whatever. I, I'm no doctor. But after work one day, the Seahawks are playing, right? Uh-huh. So... Uh, I get all my stuff done, and I was like, screw it. I'm just taking an Uber. I want to get home and watch this game. But, like, the guy didn't park all the way, like, on the side. So I got in, and I just, like, reached out real quick to, like, <laughs> close the door. And this shoulder's been hurting for, like, a month. And it's everybody's like, how'd you hurt your shoulder? I'm like, uh, closing a door? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we're <had> to- <laughs> two days ago, I'm taking a shower, <clears throat> and I'm scrubbing using my left arm. I got to imagine that would the original the in, the issue is from maybe just working out a little too hard, like just doing too much on like like arm exercises or something. I don't know <laughs> right. because as I'm scrubbing, I feel this shooting pain in my like forearm, <laughs> and it still hurts now. Like like if I do something and it's just randomly, like I'll just get that sharp pain. I'm like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> and I, I think it's just old age old age joint pain. Yeah, like I always thought it was a joke, and now it's like I'm like I need a new bed, and he's like, why? And I'm like, because because it's. I don't know. There's something wrong with my shoulder and like my lower back, and it only hurts when I sleep in my bed. So I got to like move positions and stack pillows up on one side so I don't move too much. It's like, Jesus, when did this happen? Like, it didn't obviously happen overnight turning no. 40, but for some reason, like the last couple of weeks, I've been it, 
<laughs> just very aware of it. You're hyper focused on it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like you can't. It's like I can't get it out of my head. Forty, I always felt like that was the moment where I realized I got to get my s together. In a sense, like it was just yeah. like nothing bad. It was just like okay, like I could still be me, but you know, I also have to be responsible with certain things because it's like I'm getting older. Like I, just, I should treat it as such. But I also forty for me, and this has been the de- honestly the forties have been my best decade. Like I'm so happy in my forties. Like that's I'm mentally at my best, physically I feel like I'm at my best. I'm just. Everything seems to be, and obviously I have things I look fondly that I did in my 30s and 20s and so on and so forth, but I feel as a whole, this has been my favorite decade. And I think a lot of it also had to be with, I'm 40, I'm not getting any younger. If Do the things you can do, so as long as you can do them, because one day you won't be able to. Yeah. I feel like you come, you're, you're more at peace with that, but also like that kind of lights a fire under your ass. You could go, because I don't want to be the 40, you remember when we were kids, someone who was 40 was old. Oh my God, ancient. Old. Ancient. They looked old. They acted old. I think about like my, my family members. They were walking around like as if they got hit by a bus all the time. They yeah. just, they don't, I don't know what it is, but I feel like people like nowadays, I don't view, and I get it, we've gotten older, and maybe it's just like your, 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 your way of looking at things is different because like now we are in our 40s. But I also remember people looking way older in their 40s than they do now. Yeah, it's a tough line. I don't know what it is, but also like stuff's come a long way. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Is it just because we're older now? It doesn't seem... But but you're one person that is, like, reversing an age. Cobb and I talk about that all the time. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Cobb's always shocked. Like, Steve's how old? Like, hey, he's a couple years older than I am. Oh, there's some days where I don't feel like I'm... I feel like everything's just stopping. <laughs> Everything is just, like, oh, I'm dying here. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, Ted. Yeah, Welcome right. to, the, to the, the Team 40. It's a fun ride. I know you're going to love it. <laughs> we were talking before the cast about, like, people are very generous, right? And people kept sending me stuff. My one buddy sent me, like, the full deal package from Omaha Steaks. No way. Steve, four steaks, four burgers, four chicken breasts, four sausages, four hot dogs, and a cheesecake. Awesome. Yeah, my freezer is stocked. Oh, I love cheesecake, too. It was just straight up simple, basic cheesecake. You know what? I, to be honest with you, at this point when I got it, it was like, like the 29th or thirtieth, and I was just like, I like I I I'm just it came frozen. I'm just putting it in the freezer. <laughs> and keep in mind, people have been very generous, right? So it's like a cheesecake. But there, I've got birthday cakes sitting on my counter. I've got other sweet treats, like my buddy's Brett, his wife made me a bunch of stuff. I brought you a pint of Netflix and chilled. The Jen that, and that thing is still sitting in there. Have you not tried it? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's been so much stuff. An old intern of ours sent me that giant Snickers bar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Nip Yada had candy in it. The Nip Yada, by the way, is a pinata that has little bottles of liquor in it. Little nips. Little nips. Right. Little nips. A little nip. <laughs> have a nip here. Have a nip there. Right. So, right. So by the time I got the Omaha steak, I was like, you know what? When we get to like February and we get a nice day and I can grill, I'll be super pumped. But right now it's just like, it seems like a lot. Well, especially with how I think you're probably no different. I mean, I've been off when it comes to diet. It's yeah. just been like, I mean, I hit a point where I ate so much, I think on Christmas, and I was just like, I didn't think I was eating that much. I, I even told my wife, I'm like, you got to just take a plate away from me. You just have to. She's like, well, you're a grown man. You should know when to stop eating. I'm like, I don't. I have no control. If there's food to eat, I want to eat it. And if I like it, I want to eat more of it. Yeah. And and when there's like five things being made and I like all of them, I'm going to eat them twice, maybe even three times. <laughs> Trust me, man. And then, right. I, and then dessert comes. Right. Are, are you a heartburn guy? Do you ever get heartburn? No, I get like, 
I just get like I feel like everything is just full. You know what I mean? Like I, I get full, but like you know what I mean? Like it's like painfully full in my stomach. <laughs> I had some brutal bouts with Hartford. Really? Oh man! Just because like there was crab dip, crab balls, like this and that, and then my buddy made homemade pickles, but some were super spicy. What is, was that? Barnes? No, uh, I know he's on a pickle kick. Yeah, that guy loves pickles. Yeah. No, Sean has started making homemade pickles. Mm -hmm. So some were extra spicy. Nice. And I was like, keep those away from me. Yeah. Well, then a few drinks later, I was like, screw it. I'm eating spicy pickles. And like, I know, I know I can't eat spicy food. Number one, it gives me heartburn. Number two is I feel it the next day. You know, it's crazy. But I ate them. Oh yeah. Well, maybe if you get COVID, you'll enjoy spicy things. (laughs) You know, our one buddy just got over it. Did he? Yeah. I don't know who. <laughs> he lost his taste. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, dude, that happened with uh, one of Sid's family members. Uh, we were talking to him on the phone, and he was sharing, like, what happened. And we're like, well, so, like, he's like, all he lost was this. And he's, this was, like, a while ago. Like, this was, like, about four months ago. But we were, like, asking, like, well, what exactly did it feel like? He's like, honestly, I was just, like, couldn't work out because it was, like, I was just way too lethargic. And I'd get nauseous. But, honestly, the only thing that I really affected me with my taste my sense of taste and smell i lost all that and he's like and since it's since it's been gone my taste has changed drastically he's like i can now eat spicy food and i never used to eat spicy food before and he's like i actually enjoy spicy food now oh I, that's the thing i, I like, like that's spi- so weird i like spicy food i just can't deal with the next day that yeah yeah it's yeah. just crazy to like that something like that could just change everything like i'm like i wonder if it'll go back to the way it once was or if this is now just the new version of you spicy food guy Right, so our buddy that lost his taste and smell, I was like, so what'd you eat over Christmas? And he's like, God, just thinking about spicy stuff, I got a burp. <laughs> Seriously. Like my this is a very stu- classy podcast. I know, my stomach just started <laughs> churning. We were talking about all that spicy stuff, like, oh God, I'm going to get heartburn just thinking about it. Uh, so he was like, he's like, we still made Christmas dinner, and he's like, it's weird, because you can... Like, you could feel the texture of the food. He's like, you can kind of imagine, but he's like, you really couldn't taste it. That's so, yeah, because psychologically, you know what it should taste like. Right. Like, I don't have the best sense of smell. So it's like my taste as well. Like, once it's in my mouth, (laughs) out of context, but like, and I could like let it, if I know what I'm eating, I could quickly like make that adjustment. And then all of a sudden I I start noticing the taste and everything's great. But my wife likes to play this fun game of like, she has something and she'll sneak up behind me if she thinks it's not, if it's bad, but if it's good. But like she'll make something like a little piece of brownie or like a, maybe a piece of candy and she'll come up from behind me and shove it in my mouth. And I'll be like, what is it? What did you just put in my mouth? She's like, well, just eat it. You'll find out. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm eating. And then it takes a while. And then finally, I'm like, what is this? And she's like, it's an m M&M. and I'm like, oh, <laughs> delicious. I'm like, can you tell me ahead of time so I, I can mentally prepare for what's about to go in my body? Like, what is that? What did you just put in my mouth, babe? New rule. We don't put stuff in people's mouths. That's what I tell her. I'm like, hey, can you at least tell me before you shove it in my mouth? Plain or peanut? Peanut butter. Crispy. Peanut butter. It's the it's only way to go. The peanut butter M&M's? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the ones, I like the ones with the little pretzel in them. Those were the best. Those are really good. But I like the ones with the little... Little one with the pretzel in them, and then a, the peanut butter one together, like a little trail mixy kind of thing. Nice. Uh, this is this podcast is all. Yeah, over we're the place. we're getting off right. But while we're talking about that, at Whole Foods, next time I go, I'll have to buy you a bag because it's the great. It, they're like you know, like those stuffed pretzel balls that usually they put peanut butter in. Yeah. So the ones we grab, like we grab it as like a little snack on the way home, just to kind of like something to nosh on as we're driving home. 
but there were a bag of these, and instead of uh, peanut butter, they had almond butter, but it was maple almond butter. In. Bro, it was like little hardened pancakes being popped into your mouth with this amazing maple flavor. It was the greatest thing. I don't know what the brand was called, but if you just go to Whole Foods, I'm sure you'll see them. They're in the section with the pretzels, and they got like you know the, the peanut butter pretzel ones, but then they got this almond maple butter pretzel that was one of the greatest snacks I've ever had to the point where I ate the entire bag. My wife's like, where is that? She looked down, she goes, did you just eat the whole bag? I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's like six servings. I'm like, yeah. I shouldn't have made them so delicious. I tell you to take these things away from me, babe. It's your fault. I'm going to buy some this weekend. If you go, I highly recommend them. (laughs) Ted Talks starring B-Tex Smith. So what's the saying every uh, January 1st? New year, new me. Correct. Oh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to tell people is, number one, like, it's a long year. I know I've been guilty of it. A lot of people have of, like, January 1st. Like, this starts, that starts, yada, yada, yada. Right. Now. Going to the gym. Well, not this year, but, you know. Right. Like, I, there's, I think those ideas are great, and I think you should follow them. But I read once, and I might have said this last year or the year before, and it was just like, like, make a resolution for every month. Or just, you know, like, you have a year. So just kind of stick with it, right? Mm-hmm. And some of these challenges seem massive, right? So whether it's losing weight or maybe you're somebody like me, it's got to keep the house a little bit cleaner or this or that. Props to you. You yeah. have. Right. Your bathroom was actually very clean this last solid. time I spent the night. Yeah. It was. The toilet looked like a, I thought you bought a brand new toilet for the weekend. <laughs> like, what the hell? So good on you. <laughs> but I was just going to tell everybody, just remember, uh, whatever the challenge is, every great challenge just starts with the first step. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, like this, well, again, gyms aren't open. But if they were, like, you don't got to go crazy and hit the gym five days a week. Right. You're not going to get swole in one week. Right. And you just, it's unsustainable. Yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe it's just starting with, you know, two days a week or hell, one day a week, what, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? And just, just do the little things. Find the things that actually you enjoy there, too. That, that helped me. Yeah. It's like for a while I was trying to do the things like you're supposed to do. And I was like not comfortable doing some of them. They were awkward physically. I didn't feel right doing them. Then I was like, oh, well, this chest exercise I like. I'll just stick with that for a while until I find another one. But you know what I mean? Like that, that helps out a lot. Like don't go there to be miserable. Find the things you enjoy there. That way you look forward to going. Yeah. And what I would say, right. And, and, and the other thing too is like I would tell people if you haven't been lifting in a while, don't be afraid of the small weights. Don't go in there and try to have bad form and start throwing stuff around. You know, I noticed that uh, the, the more I've gone to the gym and also like I watch a lot of like these certain like fitness guys, uh, our buddy Jay Ferrugia, who we know through Becky Lynch, which is like a very random name drop to be like, we know him through one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Uh, but he's always all about all about like lower weights help, especially if you're new or you're older, like yeah. well, us 40 somethings, you do the lower weights, but you just do more reps of them. Uh, it's less strain on your joints because, like, you want to go in there, you want to be like, I got like you know 100 pounds of this and that. But like, you see some guys that are really swollen, they're like working like a 20 pound barbell or a dumbbell, and I'm like, it seems like nothing. But like, I'm like, they're probably doing so many of them, but I don't, I'm not paying attention to that part, and they don't care. They're not like trying to impress anybody. <laughs> no. like, and that's like, and you look at them, and it's like they're clearly doing something right. Yeah, and most of those giant dudes, or you know what I mean, or the super fit, like they didn't get there. In, in a month or two because no. they made a resolution. No. In the wrestling world, when I first started wrestling, uh, the, one of the big sayings I'd hear countless times, and then finally I started, and I think it applies to anything, it's they say progress, not perfection. 
And yeah. it's like, you know, you're not going to like day one be able to do a perfect back body drop. But if you do it from time, like, as you do it, if it keeps getting better, that's the success right there. And then eventually it's going to be better than what you originally started with. But sometimes you get so discouraged, like, I want to do it perfect right off the get go. And it's like, well, that's not just how things work. Some people can. And that's frustrating when you see that when someone's like <laughs> naturally gifted. But not everyone's like that. No. I mean, watch any sport, right? There's a good chance they started as children. Yes. If they didn't, that's weird. If right. like, I was going to say, offensive linemen get away with it. Sometimes they're too big to play as kids. Yeah. but So they'll start in high school. But other than that, it's like, right, like they've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take some time. You got time. What else do you got these days? Right. I was like, you got nothing else to worry about. <laughs> Stuck at home. Right. Telling Teddy even beforehand, I'm like, the winter is going to be more fresh. Because, like, man, it feels like it's been raining way more. I'm like, and I think I'm more aware of it because summer, COVID summer was tolerable because we could able to go for walks. Yeah, you can get outside and do stuff. Right. We, we always hit like certain trails or certain like, like places to go and we're able to stay away from other people, but still be outside and enjoy it. Now it's like, well, we can't take Lulu for a walk and we don't want to leave, you know, even if it's like not raining, the ground is completely wet. So it's not, you know, it gets annoying to bring a dog out because then they have to take, give him a bath every single time. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Or the other thing, too, is like some of the outdoor seating. Like, yeah, well, it's wet. Yeah, we, we experienced that on our anniversary. So our anniversary every year uh, if, if, at our wedding, which this was our 10-year anniversary. So at our wedding, we had it at the Columbia Winery, and it was catered by Daniel's Broiler. We weren't trying to be all highfalutin because it's a pretty expensive place, but that was like that was the deal. Like, if you want to use our venue, you got to use our vendor. I think as right. soon as the funny part was, as soon as our wedding ended, they they stopped doing it with them, and then you could just use whoever. Oh, no like, kidding! But on, in retrospect, it was a little bit more money than probably we wanted to spend, but it was an awesome spread at our dinner, and it was delicious, yeah. and it was a great. So now, what has become our tradition is every year we go to Daniel's Broiler for our anniversary. Nice. And the nice thing is Daniel's is one of those places. Yeah, it's a steakhouse, but they also do a vegan menu. Like they straight up have like four items. Like they'll give you a menu that's just for vegan stuff, like a tomato, like a, a pasta stuff, raviolis, some stuff with like impossible burgers. But like they do it up pretty nice. All right. So we go every year, but this year is like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? Like it's everything's shut down. But we went online and found out that the Daniel's on Leshi, which we've never been to, they do outdoor seating because they have an outdoor patio. All right. So great, set up our, our reservations. We went there on the 18th, get there, and I thought for sure it's going to be a pain in the ass, going to be a bunch of people. No one's there. It's like one other couple. And we get in there, and it's like you're in this like weird little tent set up, you know, how they're doing it these days with the yeah. heat lamp right over you. So like it's still cold to where you need to wear a jacket, but I didn't have a, need a beanie because otherwise my head was burning. You know what I mean? Right. But- and started dumping while we were there. And of course, where I was sitting was like a little crack in the, the thing. So it just keeps falling on me. I'm like trying to eat my dinner and I'm getting wet. But I'm glad that at least my wife's not the one dealing with it. Um, I tried to tell her to, but she was like, no, I'm the wife. You should be respectful. And I'm like, whatever. I gave you a kid. You should at least get wet for me. No. <laughs> Dude, I had a buddy that was like, hey, I'll take you out for a beer. He's like, I found a place in your neighborhood that has an outdoor deck. Mm-hmm. But they have a front and a back. So the back where the cover is and the heaters, it's like there's only so many spots. So it's right. very hard to get back there. So he's like, I'm on the front deck. I was like, cool. And I mean, we're already in gloves and a hat because it was freezing. And then I sit down and the entire 
my entire butt is wet. So I mean, we had like two or three beers, and I was like, "Hey, man, I hate to tell you this, but like, I I am miserable. Like, this I, sucks. I can't, I can't do this. No, like, we we can go sit undercover in the <laughs> on my deck or patio, but I'm like, like this this is not fun. If there's not a heat lamp, don't. I'm not going there. Yeah, right. Absolutely not. Like I see, there's a place in Fremont. I drove by it, and they have like the fire. They like the fire pits right at the oh, table. Yeah. Those are kind of cool. That is because then I feel like you're camping. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, for an appetizer, can I get a graham cracker, some marshmallows, and chocolate? Hershey's. Yes. Well, no other way. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take a break? All right. Come back. We'll find out what's going on in your head with the world of sports. I have a feeling right. you're going to want to talk about something. I'm very excited to talk about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also did something that I, <laughs> I haven't done in a very long time, and it I I want to find out. It involves, I had to pee in a bottle. All right. All right. And I don't remember the last time I've ever had to pee in a bottle. It's been forever. Maybe mm. college. I'm not even sure. But I had to do that. All right. These things happen. In broad daylight. All right. In a parking lot. Well, maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. If not, that's all you get. <laughs> when the Megacast returns. New Year. Sign to Jackasses. The Megacast will be back. Putting on weight during quarantine? Try Slim Quick. No diets, no exercise. We just send you oversized objects for your home, so on Zoom, you look smaller by comparison. I gained a ton of weight, but now I just sit on the oversized couch they sent me, and I look as small as I did in college. Thanks, Slim Quick. Mmm, pie. Yeah, forget Noom, because you'll look great when you Zoom. After eating fast food for months, I gained 50 pounds. But thanks to Slim Quick sending me this fake massive fireplace, now I appear smaller in my room. I'm back in the drive-thru lane. Thanks, Slim Quick. Call today for your oversized items and clothes that are 10 sizes too big for you. Slim Quick. Eat what you want and use forced perspective photography to look thinner. Slim Quick. Back of the neck fat cincher sold separately. My New Year's resolution is to not surround myself with idiots. Well, I'm still here. So chalk that up to a broken resolution. The mega cast is back. Oh, she's still a bitch. Yep. Yeah. Some things never change. Never. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Well, Steve, I could sit here and tell you that the Seahawks made the playoffs. Yes. There was some crazy NFL action. Yes. The college football uh, playoffs kind of sucked. Yes. The Browns might not even have a team to play. That is unbelievable. They, they, what are the odds? They get in the playoffs, and now COVID, they're not going to have anybody to play. They have a coach. Right. You see Ohio State's getting hit with that, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but the main thing is, is that uh, my buddy Brett, uh, over the course of the holidays, uh, we jump on Zoom and watch sports. We're mm-hmm. big, both big sports nerds. So after a while, like, you know, sometimes it's 8 o'clock at night, like, oh, man, there's nothing on. And he was like, 
What do you know about the <laughs> World Junior Championship in hockey? Yes. I was like, I know nothing. Like, tell me more. And he's like, every year, these World Championships happen between like Christmas and New Year's. And if you're a hockey person, it's like what you watch around the holidays. Yeah. Right? So I had never been into I'm it. Goosebumps. You're just talking about it. <laughs> right? I start getting into it. Uh, and then Tuesday night, right? Was that? Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, last night was the championships. Right. So yep. the USA ends up uh, rolling through. They, uh, I was going to say, Canada didn't, I don't think Canada lost a game, right? But dude, they out, I think in the course of the entire series, they outscored the other teams like 40 goals to like five or something. I mean, I might be exaggerating, but it was a ridiculous amount. Like they were just spanking every team. Like in their goalie was barely giving up any goals. They never had, a, they never were, they were never in a situation where they were behind. Like, they were just crushing teams. Right. C- crushing them left, left and right. So the one year I started watching it, what do you know? The boys won one. The USA won the World Juniors. They were, sub- they were massive underdogs. They went into it and everyone's like, Canada's going to kill them. Like, it's yeah. just, and like the captain for the U.S. team, USA, is like, you know, their goalie hasn't really been challenged regular strength. Like, we're going to challenge him. And he was right. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing, too. Like, they, I mean, they just kind of got by Finland, right? Yep. Right at last second, and there were some exciting matches that I watched. Like, you know, and and I realize now that it's like, all right, it's always going to be kind of like Finland, USA, Canada, Russia. Yep, yep. Sometimes the Czechs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Swedes, which for some reason yep. I don't like the Swedes now. <laughs> I don't really have any reason other than just like he was explaining what a bunch what of pompous looking kids. Well, he was explaining what their jersey is, and I was like, that seems kind of arrogant. <laughs> And the World Juniors, for those that don't understand, like, so think of like uh, the T Birds and the Tips, like our junior hockey team players. Like, they're like anywhere from like 15 to 20 ish, you know? Right. So it's 19 and under? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And so it's like all these up and coming future NHLers, but they're all teenagers and they just play for their country. But it's like such a great thing. Like, every year you got a new crew. And last year they didn't do too well, Team USA. So this was like a big year for them to come back and be better. And they win the gold medal. Right. And the other thing, I was talking about this on the men's room that I found kind of exciting. The Olympics, right? Like, you go through the whole tournament and everything. You win the gold medal. They play your national anthem. Right. But what I like about the World Juniors is after every single game, uh, you got to sit there and listen to the other team's national anthem. Right. Like, I, and I go, I know hockey has these old rules about being respectful and stuff, but like, I don't know. Whenever you watch another team, they just got to stand there. I'm like, oh, that, that sucks. And especially you're dealing with like these young kids. Like, this is like the first taste of high stakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they play juniors and like there's a lot of pressure, but now you're playing for your country. Yeah. And then you lose and you're just devastated, especially if you're Team Canada and you're just spanking every team. And I'm sure they didn't take Team USA lightly. I mean, it's not like Team USA sucks, uh, but, you know, you expect that you're going to play better than you did. And granted, the goalie for Team USA played in fa- he played fantastic. Yeah, he was out of his mind. I did love this after the game. They're in the locker room. They're getting sprayed with water because they're not allowed to drink beer, <laughs> right? which I thought was kind of funny. But then they start this chant. I don't know if you saw this part. So you're like, all right, this is kind of cool, but then it kind of starts getting like, like, did you? Are you making this up as you go along? I mean, Canada is yeah. the foreign land that they were in. Go it's shed, I'd be a star. Go shed, I'd be a star. You say I do go very far. You say I do go very far. Yeah.
Yeah, you gotta always get that one you guy. Effing rights, boys. <laughs> like, what is this chant? I do it kind of like too. Like they didn't do it uh, last night. They uh, they already got rid of the sticks. Yeah, but I do like how they stand there for the national anthem, and at the end of it, they all just kind of slap their stick yes. at once. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent cool. And I, I watched in the game. I don't know about you, but I was craving Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, the so, Chipotle sticker on their helmet. Right. They're the sponsor. I'm like, oh, what are you doing to me? I'm hungry now. Right. So it was kind of weird as I was taping the podcast on uh-huh. Zoom as, as that game was going on. Right. So I just had it in the background. I was like, I'm not going to go crazy. And then uh, I saw they won, and I was just like, I'm going to pause this. Just because like, I want to see them get their medals and stuff. Right. It's such a great moment. I mean, yeah. it's just so emotional. And it's like anytime you see someone playing for their country, there's something really cool about that. And, and a lot of these kids have futures that are very bright, whether I think uh, Anaheim, one of the kids, he's like a prospect for Anaheim. Another one was a prospect for the Kings that did really well. It, it was cool to see. But did you see them take the team picture at the end? Right? No. Oh, so did you, have you not heard about the drama? No. Oh, my gosh. People are really pissed off at these kids because when they took the team picture, someone slid out what looked like a garbage can to put in the, with them in the team picture. All right. And on the garbage can, it had the the Team Canada logo, like the, the Maple Leaf kind of logo that says Team Canada on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So people are like, these classless USA POS players taking a picture alluding to the Canada team as being trash. You know what I mean? Because the, the logo's on a, a trash can. Turns out that's not it at all. But that's what people jump to the conclusion. So now they're getting like beat up by people that didn't bother. What was do. it for? So, <laughs> okay, you, do you have a minute? Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. So apparently it's a barrel that they had. It wasn't a trash can, but it all looks right. like a trash can. It's this blue barrel-like sphere, you know, yeah. thing. So then after the game, the coaches asked about it. And apparently this barrel was like a source of motivation for them for each game. I can't do it justice to explain to you what the barrel significance means, but I have the audio of the coach explaining it. All right. At any point, tell me to pause it, because it almost sounds like he's making up this story as he goes along. All right. All right. To be completely honest, it's it's a story that uh, when I was an assistant coach in 2007, that Ron Ralston brought to our team about crossing the heart of the Sahara Desert you know, crossing a a terrain that's 500 miles long that over 1,300 people had perished. All right. At this point, I'm like, what is this guy even talking about? Right. You're a hockey team. What What are you you doing in the desert? Right. There's no ice in the desert. And the only way that they could figure to cross the Sahara, this part of the Sahara Desert was to put barrels out. And so that when you got to one barrel, the only thing you could see was the next barrel on the horizon. I shared the story with the guys right. before the tournament. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, but where did you get this story? I don't know, but I'm tracking with them now. Okay, okay. Barrel to barrel. And let them know that we're not going to talk about the gold medal. All we're talking about is the going next one barrel. barrel at a time. You know, it was just a great. Uh, <laughs> this is why you're Coach Smith. Right. I'm like, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I see what he's I saying. I mean, this is like, you, if you knew this story, you would have shared it with us in Spokane. <laughs> right. You know, it was just a great um, way to to get through this tough tournament, to just go one barrel at a time, stay in the process and not get ahead of ourselves, just focus on the next barrel. So we had a barrel in the locker room and on the barrel was the, the, the next team we were playing. And that's all we wanted the guys to focus on is, all right, this is the next barrel. This is how we cross the desert. You know, we just get to the next barrel. We get to the next barrel. And it's a great story, but it's like, how did you sell this to a bunch of 17 year olds? Oh, I could sell that to them. Yeah. I like it. All right. I, I mean, I was coaching 
what, 13-year-old baseball players. And I gave, him a, I gave him a whole speech of how, like, like you think, uh, uh, I was talking about Olympians. I go, the guy doesn't look at the finish line, right? He, he runs hurdles. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is to get over that first hurdle. The next important thing is the next hurdle. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to win the race, but we can only go hurdle by hurdle. Look at you. It's right. like a, this is like the barrel story. Right, it's what I'm saying. And that made no sense so to baseball players. <laughs> coach, are playing didn't baseball. live in the past. <laughs> yeah, right? There are no hurdles. And we didn't live in the future. We stayed in the present. Yeah. We took a selfie in the locker room around the barrel after every win. And the boys loved it. And they couldn't wait for the selfies. So we have, you know, every one of our wins, we have our team around the barrel in the locker room. They wanted to get the barrel on the ice. Uh, no disrespect to anyone, uh, especially Canada, who played a great game today and obviously had a great team. It wasn't, it's not disrespectful to them. It's just, I'm sure every team had something in the tournament that they rallied around that they, that, and ours was the barrel. I just love that everyone just assumed though they were, they were saying that. Canada's trash, and we're going to take a picture of what we think is trash in our championship picture. Yeah, and I just don't see that with the hockey guy, like especially that age. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like that's just people jumping to conclusions. Yeah, like even when I first saw the picture and I first saw the the controversy, I didn't know anything about the barrel story. So I'm like, wow. I was like, that doesn't seem. I just don't. I don't see a team doing that. I don't see the coaches letting the team do that. Like, this isn't like, you know, some weird, like, backyard or playground team of just kids with no sense of structure. You know what I mean? And respect. Yeah, I mean, even, like, if you're talking professional sports or whatever and it's a big rivalry, like, all right, I can fathom that. But, like, yeah, it's junior hockey. Right. Like, like I feel like if they had done that just to make a thing about uh, Canada being trash, that coach would have tore him a new one. These kids are probably teammates with some of those kids on <laughs> Team Canada. Right. So, I mean, these are their friends or their, you know, these are their peers. It's not like as if, like, they hate these guys dead. They just want to beat them, you know, because they're on a team. Like, even like, they asked, like, the MVP, of the, the, which was that Zegris guy, Trevor Zegris, and he was asked afterwards about the barrels. Listen, we saw during your, your celebration, uh, it was a barrel, a can, I don't know what it was, Hockey Canada logo brought out onto the ice for the picture. What, yep. what was the meaning of that? So we, we pretty much had a barrel for, for each team we were playing, and each each game we just wanted to get to the next barrel. Um, and then today was our last barrel, and we threw the can to sign up there, brought it on the ice, and took our picture. So that was kind of our thing, this tournament. There you go. Oh, I see. That makes even more sense. Yeah. They would just slap the logo. Like, so that's put, the yeah. next barrel. Yeah, it would have been a Finland picture during that series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go can. I mean, go USA. <laughs> oh, you almost, you almost got two hockey on us. I did. I'll tell you what, man. Canadians love their hockey. Oh, gosh. I yeah. saw some pictures of people, like, outside in the snow, and they had fire pits going, and, like... It's just amazing. I love I love some of my Canadian friends on social media seeing them like that. Their kids are now able to skate and they're showing pictures of their backyard. They're turning their backyard into like an outdoor rink. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I am far from the biggest hockey aficionado, but like I, I will be watching that tournament for years to come. It's super fun. It's yeah. like it, there's so much passion. It's like, yeah, these kids are not on the same level as an NHL player, but in a sense, they play harder. Because they're okay, maybe not harder, but that's not, but you know, they're playing because they're hoping that they will one day become an NHLer. And this is like them on the big world spotlight. Like everybody's watching this that's involved with hockey. So if you want to impress a general manager or a coach or whoever in the NHL, this is the time to do it. Lots of players have like gone on to, with a lot of like uh, uh, a lot of like hoopla behind them and a lot of, you know, like um, uh, excitement about them because of how well they played in the World Junior Championships. Sure. And now I found out I have the NHL network.
Oh, you didn't know you had that? No. Well, I didn't know I had the Red Zone Network, too, until I hung out with you. So I guess it's only fair. <laughs> I thought I had to pay for that. I mean, I, it was just part of my deal. Yeah. I was like, I was like, huh, look at this. NHL Network. Oh, NHL Network's great. I mean, it's just... Old hockey games, and then every once in a while they just have people doing like you know Sports Center, but hockey style. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it got me into the hockey. I was bugging. I was like, Steve, you won't believe this. It was, it, it was like an eight thirty game or something. Ran. I was like watching the juniors. Oh, dude, it brought a big smile on my face because I was watching him too when you sent that. I was just like, awesome. Like it's nice to know that you know we we can't hang out all the time, but sometimes it's fun to know like my friends are doing the exact same thing I am, sitting on my couch watching hockey. Right, and that was the other thing too. Like also because it was the break, I was like. Oh, he's actually up probably watching this at 9 o'clock. Oh, absolutely. So I, feel like most, asleep. Yeah, I feel like most nights you'd probably be preparing for bed or in bed. Oh, I'd be definitely in bed. But because yeah. of the break, it's like Sid falls asleep around 8-ish. It's either, it's usually I put on wrestling, but I was like, oh, there's hockey on. I could actually do that. But mm-hmm. we already did have the talk. I'm like, you know, just to let you know, this little not getting, not having hockey on all the time ends once the Kraken season starts. Like, this house is going to have Kraken games on all the time. She's like, I figured as much. I was like, I could have a man room. But you don't want me to have my own little man cave. She's like, no, no, no. I said that. Why would you want to go upstairs to go watch television on your own? You can watch it with me. I'm down to watch it. I'm like, hey, just remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the wife, um, so uh, while we were off, we had to go do our one-year baby doc- doctor visit. All right. So usually when we go, we both go in there. But because of the world that we're in, like, you know, it's changed since the last time we've gone to the doctors. And so we walk in. We're... And like, oh, we're sorry, only one of you guys can come in. Only one parent per child. All right. And I'm like, I get that. I, I agree with that. I, I understand what, what's going on. But when you have a one-year-old, it's kind of hard to like deal with paying, deal with the, you know all this stuff with only one set of hands. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's kind of nice if you could have like dad holding the child while mom is taking care of like all the stuff with the, the receptionist. So, but I was like, all right, no, I'm not going to fight you about this. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, free breather for life and take off my mask and yell at you. (laughs) But um, so I go back to the car. But when we got there, I was fully anticipating going in and using their bathroom. Ooh. And so now I'm sitting in the car and this is like the, the one year is like the shots. And if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Like, this is when you get, like, four the, four of, like, the big shots that your kid gets in certain vaccines and things right. along those lines. It's a lot longer of an appointment. It's also a really crappy appointment for the kid because these are the ones, like, it's not just one and done. Like, it, it's it, after a while, like, the baby starts crying a lot. You know, it's yeah. a lot to deal with. But now I'm sitting in the car just waiting. And, you know, I'm trying to, like, think of other things and think of other things. And I finally at that point, I'm like, I'm l- seriously legit going to have to pee my pants. All right. And then I realize I have a bottle in the car. <laughs> So I get in the back seat and I'm like, I got to just do it. I'm like, I don't know if anyone can see me. I'm hoping my tinted windows are good enough. Like I'm trying to like see like how would this look, trying to be sly about it, do what I have to do. Just as I finish, a car pulls up right next to my car, a family, of course. Mm. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm going to get, I'm going to be like a registered sex offender. Cause like, you know, like that could get you in a lot of trouble. If like you're, if you're exposed in, in a parking of, lot. <laughs> right. But like, I'm trying to cover myself. Luckily, like I just finished, everything was done right when that happened. Screwed up the bottle, put it in. I was like, now what do I do with the damn bottle? And Gatorade? No, it was like one of the big, um, smart water ones. Oh yeah. And dude, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know. When's the last time you had to pee in a bottle? It's been years. Right. I was like very worried about my aim. Yeah. And it's just weird. Yeah. It, 
It's hard to explain. That is not a normal thing. It's not easy just to go like while in a sitting position, just like no, because it's like, and I'm not wearing pants with a zipper. I'm wearing my joggers, so I have to like pull down, not like all, like just like hold them down to like a flop it out. I mean, I think the last time I did it was probably at a tailgate and probably got pee on myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud <laughs> to say no spillage. Excellent work. And then threw it in the back until I was able to dispose. Never told my wife. She shows up and she's like, "I gotta go use the bathroom. You want to go to the coffee stand?" Anthem Coffee right around the corner. We could go get a coffee and, and also use their bathroom. I'm like, why don't I just go get a coffee? And why did I put myself through this? I knew that the coffee place was there. I didn't even think of it. I wouldn't have thought about it either. I was just so stressed. So I was like, I wonder if anyone else has dealt with this. You type in Reddit, pee in bottle, and there's full threads about people and the ridiculous reasons why they had to pee in a bottle. That's a good one, though. It says, people have peed in a bottle. Why? And I'll give you a couple. I know we got to run. Uh, one person says, to see if I could. I'm a woman. I couldn't. It was a mess. Ooh. Another one, I, th- I think we could agree with this. Music festivals. Yep. Hard to convince yourself to walk half a mile when it's raining and you're under the influence of some kind of concoction. Better to pee in a bottle and pour it out in the morning. Another person said, I want to freeze it and save it for later. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Damn it, Reddit. A lot of people said because of traffic. And my favorite, my roommate was in the bathroom for one of his 30-minute dumps, and I had to go. Yeah, the main one I hear is traffic. Traffic. Oh, dude, like 90% of the ones on Reddit were traffic, didn't think I could make it. I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Traffic or, yeah, tailgates. Yeah, yeah. Because I've definitely been tailgating on the side of, like, a busy street where we, like, we never went into the game. But, like, I, I don't know, like, the lot didn't have porta-potties or something, but it was like, I can't just pee on the side of this, like, highway. Right. Because there's a lot of people that haven't gone into this game. And then you're just sitting in a car, right? Like, oh, God, that's awful. It's the stress of, like, can I get it done before anyone notices? Yeah. Do I have enough space in this bottle? Like, right. that got nerve-wracking because I was like, what happens if I, I don't know if I'm going to, luckily I was fine. But, the, and you know, another place, peek uh, behind the curtain in the world of wrestling, peeing in bottles is very popular. Because most locker rooms, they're not really locker rooms, they're makeshift locker rooms, and there's mm-hmm. no bathroom. Yeah. So, Usually, every wrestler I, I know, and I, I didn't notice until I wrestled, like the mo- even if you've peed six times before your match, the minute you're about to go out there, leading up to it, you have to pee so bad because of nerves. Yeah. And it's just like, they go, like I got the pees, I got to go. And some guys just pee in bottles to the point where like usually in like the pre-show meetings, people are like, hey, if you're going to pee in a bottle, do not leave it in the locker room. Do not throw it away in the garbage. Take it with you, please. Like, can you share some respect? I remember one time back in the 321 battle days, there was a fly in, like a big name wrestler that came out that actually wrestles for like New Japan now. He's like a big name. All right. And he peed. I was in the, the spot where he was, and I like didn't watch him pee in the bottle, but I saw him pee in the bottle. You know, he was in the yeah. same area, and he set it on the counter. And I think like his probably his intention was to take it with him, but he forgot. And literally for months, that bottle just sat there on this counter in the back room. And I was just like, that's hilarious. Because everybody knew what it was. Well, yeah, no one's touching it. And it was just there. And I think everyone just expected, well, eventually the person who did it is going to take it. But that person doesn't live here. And I'm like, this is a, that's so funny. It's like this weird, like. Just understanding. Like, ah, oh, yeah. People <laughs> pee in bottles back here. And it's like this big name wrestling celebrity guy just marked his territory for months. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Nobody moved it. I just always love that. Any any locker room I've been in, if there's no bathroom in the back, that somebody makes it a point to be like, if you got to pee in a bottle, can you please take it with you? Yeah. I always had to poop before sports. That too. <laughs> the nerves are the worst. Yeah. Hockey, I always have to go poop before I play hockey. 
Yeah, that's what I say. Even like beer league. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. It's you shouldn't have to, but like, right. Even before pub league, mm-hmm. like, like I'd always make sure, like, let's empty the tank. It's a yep. Sunday morning. Let's make sure we are on empty before we show up to play soccer. And whenever I go, it's like I got to f- first find what locker room we're dressing in, but then I have to find another bathroom because I'm not pooping in the locker room that we're in. Yeah, because everybody could see you and also can smell it. Yeah, like then I'm, I'm now now we've got just the stench of Steve while we're all trying to get ready for the game. All right, I guess we'll leave on that note. Yeah. Go USA. Right. Um, glad, glad everybody's back. Glad to see you again. Yeah, man. Had a great time. Uh, I'm glad that I got to expose you to the sweet sounds of the Bee Gees also. Well, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but I blew Ted's mind. Also, uh, y- your influence with that damn Pink Whitney. Everybody's drinking it now. Dude, we, we crushed that bottle. Yeah, everybody I know is drinking it. It's so good. Yeah. I've gotten listen, l- l- listeners messaging me like, hey, what do you mix it with? I'm like, honestly, just keep it cold and you can do it as a shot or you can mix it with ice or just plain soda water. As I say, plain soda water works good. Pink Whitney's available at Target and other liquor stores and it's uh, New Amsterdam vodka and it's phenomenal. Yeah, stuff is great. I mean, like I got family members drinking it now, friends. Like It's like a thing. People are like, dude, look what I got. That and the screwball. Right. Like I, you can't go wrong with either of those. And I showed up with both of those for your for our quote unquote slumber party. It's part, so great. The end of that screwball is still sitting there on my counter. It's like finish me. Right. But during, while we were wasted, I'm like Ted. Uh, somehow we got on the topic of the Bee Gees. I'm like, you realize that they were not just a disco band. You're like, no. And yeah. I played you like some of their early pre Saturday Night Fever music, and you're just like, what the? This is not the Bee. This is not the Bee Gees. I know. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, the YouTube, I started a joke by the Bee Gees, and you're going to be blown away that that's the Bee Gees. Uh, we'll leave you with that, and then uh, we'll be back, not next week, but the week after. Yeah, that's right. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Do it, folks. Do it. Do it. Otherwise, that's the next barrel. <laughs> and then we'll be back for another barrel. Yeah, man. All right, this has been fun. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye.